Hello and welcome to another podcast of Father and Joe. I'm Joe Rocky here with Father Boniface Hicks. And today, Father, we're going to do another episode about the gift of the Holy Spirit. And today we're going to be discussing understanding. And kind of ironically, when we talk about understanding, my understanding of the gift of understanding um, to me comes from the emotional side in, in terms of empathy and stuff like that. Basically coming from the point that most of our conversations that we've had, uh, particularly about you know God and the religion, has been about how everything is relationship-based. And when we're talking about understanding in a relationship field, we're normally talking about empathy and, and understanding each other's feelings. Whereas when we talk about it from more of an academic standpoint, it's do you understand how this theory works or or why when you catch this element on fire, it turns blue instead of red. You know, like all that kind of data knowledge stuff. So I want to leave it open to you here and to put us down the right path and to guide us into being able to make this tunnel wider. So when the Holy Spirit wants to shoot us with some understanding, uh, we're ready for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, as we've, uh, as we've talked about before, those gifts of the Holy Spirit, which... Uh, four of which are related to the intellect, wisdom, understanding, counsel, and knowledge, um, are a little bit difficult to distinguish, and the Christian tradition hasn't strictly defined them. And so you'll find a little bit of a range of uh, uh, description in terms of those those four. There tends to be a bit of, of overlap there. Um, one, one way of uh, understanding understanding is that it relates everything to its uh, supernatural purpose. So uh, and another way to say that would be, and, and we've expressed the gifts of the Holy Spirit this way before, they're really the qualities of Jesus shared with us. And so when Jesus was uh, with us on the earth, uh, or still as he is in heaven for that matter, how did he see things, you know? And, and so uh, he didn't just see, uh, well, we could see, for example, uh, a pile of grain from its economic purpose. Well, that pile of, of grain has, a, you know, a certain value to it. You, you might see uh, Joe as a, somebody who buys and sells houses. You might see them according to their uh, economic value, or you might see them in terms of how much fixing up they need or what kind of investment it would be. But how does that relate to our supernatural purpose? How does that relate to our destination in in heaven? Uh, can we see a house instead as that vehicle by which uh, people will draw closer to God because living there gives them shelter and security, which allows them to grow in prayer and holiness and allows them to become saints, uh, closer disciples of Christ. You see, there's a different way of seeing things depending on how we understand the purpose of things. And the gift of understanding helps us to see things related to that divine purpose, that supernatural purpose, not just a kind of human purpose or an economic purpose, not that there's anything wrong with those things. And it's not strictly a, a, a matter of a better and worse. They, they're things have all of these different these different meanings. Uh, one exception would be a human being. A human being is never simply an, a means to an end. So to see a human being with anything less than that 
uh, supernatural purpose as an end in itself is uh, something deficient, we would say, in our in our understanding, even sinful in our understanding. And that's where, yeah, actually the, you know, capitalism can become problematic if it reduces a human being to, um, you know, a, a certain value, an economic value or something like that. Um, Marxism becomes likewise uh, problematic by uh, doing, doing something similar. But whenever we're seeing human beings in terms of an economic purpose or an economic end, or we're seeing a, you know, uh, a person as an obstacle or a problem or an advantage when we have that kind of utilitarian view of the human person, that always becomes problematic. But in terms of a lot of other things, uh, we might miss their supernatural purpose without the gift of understanding. The gift of understanding gives us those divine eyes. Why did God create flowers and birds? Why did God create fields and uh, different kinds of, uh, of food that we might consume? Why did God create different colors? Or why did God create, uh, give, innovate, give human beings the capacity to innovate different kinds of structures or different kinds of houses or different kinds of art or different kinds of beauty? And to be able to look to those things according to their supernatural end, uh, how, how all of those things help us come to heaven, well, that's a, that's a divine gift. And it's, again, not something that we can sort of simply build up by, by reason alone or even reason aided by faith. It's not simply something that we can reason about, uh, although we can to a certain extent. But then there is that gift of the Holy Spirit that takes us beyond what reason could come up with, that gives us some divine insight into why things are the way that they are. Help us to see how God is working through some thing, or we could likewise say some situation. You know, when we look at terrible situations, we could we could look at the situation our our country is in as we prepare for this election, or the pandemic that we've talked about in uh, so many times, or we can talk about why you know we're under this leadership, or why there's this difficult thing happening, why these natural disasters take place. Why is it that just when I needed my computer to work, it broke? Um, seeing those things in terms of their supernatural purpose is not something that we can simply reason about. Oh, if you think about it this way, you come up with the answer. No, there's, there's something beyond what reason can come up with. But sometimes we get some divine light. We get some divine insight about that. And we're able to see, wow, the, you know, the pandemic brought about this... Uh, really amazing thing that couldn't have happened without it or wow uh, you know although it was devastating to have these fires that there, there's something good that's emerged from it maybe at the level of my surrender or the conversion of my uh, my uncle or the uh, you know some other good end that that comes out of it we get some divine some insight into divine purpose so that's the kind of thing we're talking about with the Holy Spirit's gift of understanding. Again, remembering that these are really the qualities of Christ being applied to us and uh, learning to see more as he sees. And through, through that, there's a lot of information to take on there. So inherently, the starting point is, is, is challenging because we all are people. We all are humans, and our vision inherently has that, that definition of it. Even as you were going through the application of what makes people different than than animals, if you will, 
if you think back of a farm back in the day, you could look at, at a cow or as a horse as just a purely an economic expense. You know, at the end of the day, it's going to give you X gallons of milk, which you're going to be able to sell, and it costs you uh, this amount to get it. So therefore, over its lifetime, it's going to be worth it or it's not. And to a certain extent, that's what the goal of economics as a science has been assigned to do to determine what every dollar is there and and what the what happens as a result of every dollar spent so from a scientific standpoint you're already at a contrast from what you were saying there because one of the important parts of any company is who you hire and they're going to want paid so regardless how you look at it you're going to have to come to a point of i have to do an expense for people so we, we're inherently trapped in this cycle, not saying you're diminishing your people, you're not valuing you, but at a certain point, you always look at, at the spreadsheet and say, where is our money coming in? Where is it out? And there's just an always a, a dollar and cents to it as you're running your business, or you can't pay your people. And if you don't pay your people, you've really caused problems. So with that being said, that's kind of, of where I think the inherent challenge of this is. Because as you were going through and saying you never want to take advantage or, or look at someone as an opportunity, I think so much of that at the same time is kind of embedded in us. You know, when we see someone around us who, who's a stranger has a certain type of appeal, for many of us, there's a thought of a reason you want to get to know this person. And normally it's for something that's going to better both yourself and the other if you truly boil it down from a relation standpoint. And I don't think that necessarily is sinful or wrong. You know, if you're trying to find a client and you're, you're drawn to them because you're, you're told to, I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with that, but I see how that's also could be different from what you're saying, from understanding the true value of what's going on there. If you're only looking at the superficial level of getting this sale done rather than how is this sale actually going to help, the person you're with. So like I said, I, th that was the first thought I had. And I, I just use that example because it's what I'm most in, but you can see throughout life that a lot of people are going to be having this burden and they get this understanding of seeing things um, through divine eyes is, is very challenging, which actually has this conversation out loud kind of makes a little bit more sense to me whenever we say, Jesus was both fully human and fully God because he did see, and in his parables, they're all about, or not all of them, but many of his parables reflect social status and wealth. Like if you take the one that just happened last Sunday about a landlord who rents out, essentially rents out his farm to these thieves who don't want to pay up. And then when he sends his servants to go collect they kill them. Then he sends more servants. They kill them. It, the, the background behind that is, is an economic transaction is we let you use our land. You're supposed to pay us rent essentially in the form of the produce. And then you see the, the inherent other side and, and what's wrong when you only value money versus people. So I don't want to, to, to put a parable in here. That's not fitting, but that's kind of what came to my mind as we were having this conversation. Yeah, I would add a, another little twist onto that 
particular parable, it's easy to think of that parable as the advantaged and the disadvantaged, the landowner who does essentially nothing and gets something from these tenants. And uh, why should he be in this position of privilege and these tenants in this position of uh, uh, oppressed uh you know, I mean, these these are some of the kind of socialist categories that are that are going around these days, and I would say a little bit differently, you know, especially knowing that in this case the landowner is God Himself, and it doesn't reduce the value of the produce, but actually increases the value of the produce, knowing that some of it ends up on God's table. You know, if you think of some famous person, take your 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 favorite famous person, and if you say, you know, my grapes end up on this guy's table. This guy eats my grapes. And we even use that in marketing schemes, you know, the this is the this is the toothbrush that most dentists uh, prefer, you know, or this is the uh, the wine that most wine connoisseurs prefer. This is the uh, the produce that, you know, this famous person prefers. And so by giving away uh, some of that produce, it actually increases the value of the rest of the produce. And that's a proper application to how we understand our relationship with God. When God says, it's better for you to offer the first fruits to me, it's not because he just wants to extract something from us uh, because he's sort of mean and, you know, just likes to sit back and do nothing and make money in the process. God actually increases the value of our offering. The fact that your offering, your sacrifice has a place on the king's table, makes your whole life more valuable. The fact that he accepts your your labors as a, a homeowner or as a, a, a someone who who leases to others, as somebody who who buys and sells, and he accepts some portion of that to to make his own, to unite with his own sacrifice, the sacrifice of Christ. This is the importance of worship in our lives that we bring these things to the altar and that we offer them. So I think that kind of, uh, you know, that kind of perspective, again, from the, you know, be maybe from the gift of understanding, but that kind of divine perspective helps to keep parables from ending up in uh, socio-political uh, manipulation and uh, be applied in false ways to, uh, to our current situation. We have to keep seeing these things from the divine perspective. God is not just a kind of cruel, distant landowner who doesn't care about his people and just wants to extract produce from them. Um, he is, in fact, a loving king who is present and wants to increase the value of our offering by accepting it for himself. And in that way, I think of it a little bit like a child who makes a crayon drawing that will never end up in an art museum. But by golly, if if that's your child, that crayon drawing is going to end up on your refrigerator, and it's going to have the greater dignity of being placed in the in in a place of uh, of dignity in the, in the house. And if you happen to be the emperor, then isn't that crayon drawing just ending up on the refrigerator of the emperor? Or if you happen to be a Christian, isn't that crayon drawing ending up on the refrigerator of our Father in heaven? and taking a place of dignity in the house. And if we're honest and humble, we realize that any of our efforts in this life aren't worth much more than a crayon drawing. It's a, a very temporary reality that we're playing into. But 
it receives a place of dignity when we offer it to the Lord. We give him those first fruits and he gives them the great dignity of accepting them for himself. And as we you know, turn the corner here um, in the way that our, our economy is now, I think some of us can get downtrodden by just a simple fact that money is kind of becoming invisible. It's just numbers on a screen at this point. It's not like how it was whenever you were able to pick out literally your, your fruits off a of vine and go, well, this was the best tomato I can give that first. You know, now it's just dollars and cents. So to a certain extent, I, I fear that that might be diminishing um, a little bit and something that we need to refocus upon. But before we get into that, I wanted to, to stop and pause for a minute about the potential other side of this, because you obviously have been trained um, as a priest and you have been actively involved in your faith for a very long time. And the thought that had come to mind is those that claim that they're seeing through the, the divine eyes of God when really they are essentially making stuff up. And what are we supposed to do in situations of that? Um, are we supposed to go along with it, kind of placate them? Are we supposed to vehemently challenge it? Um, you know, kind of what is our role and responsibility whenever we're hearing something that just doesn't sound right or feels like it might end up being detrimental to people in the long run? Well, it's that's going to depend on what our role is. Um, you know, if you're a... Uh, a radio broadcaster, maybe you need to say something about that in the forum that's been entrusted to you. If you're a parent, maybe you need to clarify that with your children. If you're an employer, maybe there's a place, at least as far as it comes up in conversation, to clarify that with your employees. Uh, I think it depends on wherever our authority is, what we should do about it. But certainly looking into it to clarify it for ourselves, first and foremost, when we hear things that don't sound quite right, or they sound a little too simplistic. Sometimes things sound the way we want them to sound, and so we don't challenge them. But do they sound like God? Do they sound like Jesus Christ? Do, do they sound like that kind of paradoxical logic that he often employs? Um, or is it too simplistic an application? Uh, so I think we need to develop a certain sensitivity to those kinds of things uh, that that we can employ for our own edification and then also to share with whatever circles of influence we might have so that we can keep our eyes on, on Jesus, not on Jesus as he's manipulated to serve certain uh, ideologies or certain agendas or certain uh, personal interests, but but Jesus Christ as he has revealed himself to us in the scripture and and through the authentic interpretation of, of the official teaching magisterium of the church. Uh, you know, that, those, uh, those interpretations exist in the catechism and in the encyclicals and, and other writings of the popes and the, the ecumenical councils, those kinds of things. So I think we need to be a little careful about uh, applying Jesus in overly simplistic ways to serve our own agendas. And to that note, something that has, I guess, been in the background of this conversation, I just wanted to make explicit here, is that in each of these conversations and examples we had, there has been an explicit hierarchy within place. And that is to be natural. You know, at the end of the day, we've talked many times throughout here how 
we can never be on equal level with God. So that inherently is a starting point of, of hierarchy, that, that, that God is higher up and, and more important than us as individuals. And that throughout this process, you have mentioned that that's just a natural, necessary element of life. So, so necessary that, that it wasn't even explicitly brought up. And the reason I'm bringing it up now is that it feels that that, that general concept of having a hierarchy, having someone actually being an authority of making hard decisions is something that A, the people in authority don't want to do, and B, people are challenging saying that, oh man, we all should be equal, when in reality, society and individuals could never work that way. You know, you just take it on the most basic unit, you couldn't run a household successfully if your four-year-old was making all the decisions. And, you know, that, that applies throughout society at large. So I know that there's a lot of different elements going on in a lot of different ways people can think of what I'm talking about right now. But the core concept of, of hierarchies being necessary and essential um, is something that's not anti-God or, or anti-Christianity, but it's kind of an implicit background to the rest of the faith. So since that had just come up, I wanted to just use this opportunity to make that explicit, kind of as we're finishing finish up this episode of trying to look through God's eyes through the gift of understanding. Beautiful. Yeah, I think that's uh, something that we should pray for. Really pray for that gift of understanding so that we can see things as the Lord does and not get trapped in uh, some more narrow ideological vision really try to rise above some of those things and, and take a more heavenly view, a more divine view of uh, life and the various decisions we need to make and the various events taking place around us. Perfect. And we would like to thank everyone out there for listening this week. Uh, we will be with you again next week. And please continue to share and spread the word as many of you are with the program. And if you have not yet, please give us a, a star rating on whichever platform you are listening to, because that does make a tremendous difference, especially as we appear in people's searches and become more and more growing. So thank you guys for being with us, and we'll be with you next week.